Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Real Talk About Depression, a podcast devoted to the uncomfortable subject of depression and suicide. I'm your host, Angela Miller. This week, I've decided that we need to dive into the effect that social media has on depression, anxiety, and yes, even suicide. Now, this has been a long-going battle for me personally in my own depression and anxiety story. I even blogged about it, I noticed, in 2019, and um, that's really when I started to dive into how it was affecting me mentally, and I started to um, kind of sit back and observe what it was doing to my mental health state and if it was helping or hindering it. I've since updated that blog, and I will post a link to that in my story in my podcast notes. And in addition, um, I went and I watched, again, the movie The Social Dilemma. If you haven't heard of this, it was a movie made, um, it's it's less than two years old, uh, maybe only about a year old. And it really dives into the background of the algorithms and how social media is being used to really grab us in and sell ads, basically. I highly recommend checking out this movie. It is actually free on YouTube right now through the end of October. Um, If you um, can't catch it then and you have Netflix, then you can go on there. It's always available on Netflix. But a lot of my resources and my statistics actually came from watching this movie again. And I will link that uh, website in my um, podcast notes as well because it's a great resource and it also gives you uh, an avenue of how to, you know, change this and work towards this problem, the solutions towards this problem. So I'm going to give you some statistics, which is going to back up the effect of what social media is really doing to our mental health as a whole in our entire world. So It was noticed that in 2011-13 range, they were starting to see a huge amount of teen girls being admitted into hospitals for non-fatal self-harm, okay? So this was, you know, cuts, this is basically cutting or suicide attempts, Um, and they uh, took a survey of 100,000 girls and this is basically beginning with our kids that have been born after 1996 because these are the kids that have been exposed to them starting in about middle school and into their highly formative teen years. So they looked at these 100,000 girls and they realized that anxiety and non-fatal self-harm was up 62% in kids that were 15 to 19 years old. Even worse, though, it was up 189%. That's almost triple in girls that are 10 to 14 years old. All right. So if that's not bad enough, we've already got a whole lot of girls that are comparing themselves. Their anxiety is skyrocketing. They're actually cutting themselves to try to gain that physical control because their emotions are so out of control. But then on top of that, we've also got suicide rates that have gone just through the roof. And in the 15 to 19 year old age group, they're up 70%. In the 10 to 14 year old age group, they're up 151%. You guys, if that isn't enough for us to start to take a look and see what is going on, um, I don't, I don't know what is. I just, I don't know what is. It's to me such a huge red flag, and. 
we're just looking at a certain age group, kids that are, uh, you know, in this, these very formative years age groups. So we're not even looking at the overall picture because this isn't just affecting our children. This is also affecting us adults. Great. And we are influencing our children. So this is huge. It's just, it's so big and enormous to me and we're not giving it enough attention. We're not talking about it. So right now, current day and age, okay, um, even through COVID uh, and everything, the number one mental health problem in teens is anxiety, okay? The prefrontal cortex in our brains is actually the last part of our brain that fully develops. And it actually doesn't fully develop until our mid to late 20s, okay? So we're looking at a whole different generations, okay? My age group is not going to begin to understand what my children have had to face with this social media in the background of their brains while their prefrontal cortex was developing. I did not grow up with social media. I wasn't in, you know, introduced into social media until well after my prefrontal cortex developed, but yet I still struggle with social media. So I can only imagine what this is doing to the generation behind me and then, then the generation behind them and behind them. So this is just so important that we um, talk about this because our kids are even more anxious, they're more fragile, and they're more depressed than ever. Okay, so you may have also heard about the recent report that just came out that said Instagram is triggering mental health issues for our teen girls. Um, I've seen a lot of statistics that this is falling on teen girls. I don't know what the statistics are on teen boys. Perhaps they're lower. I don't know. Um, I'd love to see an overall statistic on how all of this looks. But I did find one that said in 2017, basically a study of 5,000, and this was 5,000 people of all ages, um, adults mostly, they found that higher social media use correlates with a decline in your mental and your physical health and your overall life satisfaction. Now that study was done in 2017. I have to wonder um, what it would look like if we were to redo that study in 2021. All right, so we've looked at the statistics now, and now I want to step back and, you know, um, kind of look at the screen behind all of this because Facebook, Instagram, um, these, these social media avenues... I'm not sure where TikTok falls, follows in this because the research that I have found was basically related around Facebook and, and Instagram. But that these, these companies, these organizations know, they know this. Facebook has admitted that they um, are aware that Instagram is triggering mental health issues in young girls. Now, I don't know what their solutions are to that. And I don't know if they're trying to move forward in changing this. But they don't appear to be stopping because we're not their customers, okay? The advertisers are their customers. So that's who's paying their bills and that's who they want to keep, okay? They're not worried about us as their consumers. They're worried about their advertisers. Their mission is to keep us as engaged as possible and on social media as long as possible. And you guys, they will do whatever it takes in order to make that happen. And the 
biggest reason that we will stay on social media is because we, our buttons have been pushed, okay? So anger is a huge catalyst to keep us on social media. So they're doing all of this in the background with these really clever algorithms. And honestly, our brains were never meant to mentally compete with them. It's just, it's never been a fair fight. Okay, our human brain has been the same for a very long time. Okay, and it's, we're going up against an evolving AI system, an algorithm that we can't keep up with. You guys, that's not a fair fight. Even the most smartest of us, the most genius levels of us cannot begin to compete with that. Okay, so it is, they are using programming to use our psychology against us. Okay, so that is, is huge. It, it's just, it's mind-blowing when I think about it. All right. Um, so basically, it makes it extremely addictive, okay, because it gives us kicks of dopamine. It connects us. And as humans, we need connection. And we all love dopamine. We all love a hit of dopamine, okay? Um, even if, you know, it's anger, even if it's drama, whatever. Um, there are some of us that are wired, our nervous systems have been wired to really seek that out. And they know that. And they're using that against us. All right. So besides the fact that it's addictive, basically, um, and they're, they're, they know that and they're reeling us in constantly, it is also a very big avenue for us to compare ourselves to everybody else and everybody else's life. Um, and we don't even know that we're doing it. That is, that is the crazy part of all of this, is, is that this is so slight um, the perception is so um, not within our ability to detect it that that's how it just undercuts us. So we don't even realize this. That's why we really have to become aware of it so we can check ourselves, okay? Because you might be scrolling on your feed and everybody's posting their highlight reel, you guys. Um, not very many of us go on there and, you know, show ourselves in the morning when we just got out of bed and, you know, we're tired and dragging, you know, we don't show ourselves until we're, we're made up and we look good, you know, and we're out having fun and look at how great my life is, right? Okay, well, that's their highlight reel. Okay, you don't know what happened before the highlight reel went up. Okay, when we're seeing pictures of perfect children that look, you know, just stunning and there's no stains on their clothes and they're, you know, oh, they're the honor roll and all of this, you know, we don't know the whole story behind that. We just assume that's what, what our mind does. And when we assume that everything went perfectly prior to that picture, okay, then we lower ourselves. We say, wow, look at what a great pair they are. They went to school and they didn't have any stains on their pants. And I said, my kid, I barely got my kid to school. And we lower ourselves and raise somebody else. That is so super hard on our mental health. Okay, that is going to increase your anxiety, no matter what it is, whether it's somebody's outfit, somebody's home, somebody's life, somebody's relationship, wherever you are struggling with, you're going to start comparing your story to somebody else's and you're going to start lowering your mental health. 
super important for you to recognize it because you probably don't even know that that is what's going on in the background in your processing system in the back of your mind that is what is happening okay it is so slight okay but it is feeding your insecurity and we need to keep this in check for the sake of our mental health for the sake of our children for the sake of our world and for our whole community so um, not only that, but it just ranks us. You know, it's, it's like being in high school again almost. How many friends do you have? How many posts did your um, likes did your post get? You guys, we don't need to be ranked, okay? But that's what we're doing to ourselves. And when our post only gets one like or two likes, then we're like, oh, nobody liked that post. I guess I'm not as important. We're doing this in our background. Again, you may not be aware that this is what's happening. And maybe, okay, maybe that is not what is happening for you. I'm not saying that this applies to everyone. But I am saying that this is what could be happening in the background. And this is what we start to need to be aware of, okay? Um, I am huge on self-help things. Okay, so I, you know, love to join um, groups and classes and learn about things that will help me improve, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever. Um, I'm constantly looking for that. And Facebook has figured me out completely. And even when I get to a point where I think, you know, and I'm doing pretty good, an ad will pop up and, you know, and I'll be like, yeah, but but, but, but maybe I'm not good enough, okay? We don't need ads telling us to lose weight. We don't need ads constantly giving us another avenue to improve in. Do we need to improve? Absolutely, you guys. We all need to improve and we need to grow. But we don't need the constant reminder that you're not there yet, okay? And that's what social media is doing to us. It's always raising the bar, okay? And yes, we need to grow, but we don't need it pushed in our face all of the time. And a reminder, and that's what these ads are doing, is it's constantly telling you, you're not thin enough, you're not smart enough, you're not perfect enough, your clothes don't uh, look good enough, blah, blah, blah. This is the chatter that is getting shoved in front of our face all the time. Okay, not to mention that it is so easy to hide behind a computer when we're on our social media accounts. People get so mean. I am astounded sometimes at the things that I see people write. And you know, I know for a fact that most of those people that are doing that would never have the courage to say that in front of a human being. But because they're behind a screen, they can be mean. And honestly, you guys, Social media can turn people into real a-holes. I have seen it. I have seen it in my friend um, list feed. I have, I have seen it in other people's where I don't even know the person. And I'm like, certainly you're not that big of an a-hole in person. They probably aren't. Okay? But it triggers us. It gets us angry, and the things that we would normally not say in person, we are now lashing out behind a screen, hurting other people. And what is that doing? We're not trying to understand anybody. We're not trying to um, 
build bridges and connect. We're trying to be right. We're trying to be self-righteous. We're trying to be all of that. And all it's doing is fueling division. Okay? So another thing that we need to realize is, is that when we were created. We were created to be in a tribe, okay? Um, A community, a small community, a family. You know, our tribe and a typical tribe isn't thousands and thousands of people, okay? Like Facebook gives to us. So, or social media gives to us. So, we are innately as humans wired to get approval and belonging from our tribe. Because if we don't have that um, and we get kicked out of our tribe, we could die, okay? That's what our nervous system believes is that I need to be loved and accepted and belong in my tribe, okay? In my family, in my community, or else I'll get ostracized and I will, I could die. And there, there is a, this is, this is a true story. Um, there is an actual tribe where if somebody does something wrong in their tribe and they get kicked out of their tribe, that is their death penalty. Okay. They don't do anything to them. All right. They just say, you know what, you have done something so bad. I don't know what the parameters are, but um, you've received the death penalty. You need to leave and you need to never come in here. Now, they don't do anything past that, but that is so powerful to the person that is kicked out from their tribe that they do die. They die. They go out, they leave their tribe, and the next thing they know, they find them dead in the forest. So you guys, this is our wiring, all right? We want to be loved and accepted. We want to feel belonging from our tribes, all right? But Facebook and social media has made our tribe too big, and we simply weren't free created to get the approval of thousands and thousands of people, all right? It shuts down our nervous system. It's our survival Okay. All right. So I went through all of those. There's so much more. I could I could talk about this for just hours, and and I really need to get some more guests on there on here that are aware of what this has done to them, especially young people, and have had to take a step backwards and really check themselves when it comes to it. I can only speak by my personal experience, and um, you know, like I said, I. Two years ago, I blogged about this, and I really started to weigh in on the benefits that social media was providing me. I um, have a you know depression in my genetics. I actually teen, lean more on the anxious side, which leads to depression. Okay, so um, I, as I started to learn all of this about myself. I really started to check myself when it came to using social media and how it was benefiting me. Was it growing me or was it stunting my growth? Okay, so we need to look at Facebook as a tool and or social media as a tool. It can be a great tool for connection if used right. It can be a great tool for your business and growing your brand or your product. There's a lot of really good things about Facebook. I know that it was created with the intention to spread positivity and love, okay? But somehow we've gotten away from that and now it's using us, okay? 
If you were to imagine that there is a hammer sitting on the tool bench and um, it just, you know, it's, it's there to be used when I need it, correct? I'm not usually drawn to my hammer unless I actually need my hammer, okay? So there's no calling. I don't know of anybody who's addicted to their hammer and they can't put it down. You know, it's kind of, they, they sleep with it and everything next to their bed, okay? That'd be ridiculous. Well, social media was developed as a tool very similar to that. So you, you need to ask yourself, is, is um, social media controlling me? Is it controlling you? Who, who has control over it? Because it shouldn't have control over you. You should have control over it. But the way it's been developed, the way it's been designed, it is causing great addictions in all of us. And as a result, it is causing a decline in our overall mental health. And we have saw the statistics of what that's doing to our teen girls, okay? And it is also doing it to us adults. And it has to start somewhere. And it has to start with you. That is the only way that we can start to fix this is, is that you start to be aware of what your relationship to Facebook to Instagram, to whatever social media tool you use. What is your relationship? Who is in control of it? Are you um, identifying or worried about any of those things that we just discussed? I considered myself to be in a fairly good mental health place when I started checking myself about Facebook and, and social media. Um, and even then, I determined that moderation was very very important because you guys anything that we do in excess anything that we put in our bodies in excess any you know anything that is done to the extreme is not good for you that's just the bottom line I mean too much water you drink too much water and you you could die okay um, you know even the most purest of things that if we take an excess our body does not want so social media should be done in complete moderation if you're in a very good mental place okay um, I still find myself getting drawn into it and there are days where it can completely destroy my mental health I don't know I, I haven't always been able to put together the triggers that are behind it it is still a very good growth tool I believe because if I go on to social media account and I get triggered it is a great time for me to step back and go what was it that upset me because I would like to be to a place where I can go on to my social media accounts and not get triggered and um, I find that the best way to do that right now is for me to just simply limit my time on it and I only do it when I'm in a very a, a very good mental space which is usually the morning after I've had my own time my own um, personal space maybe I've you know um, meditated and I'm just kind of refreshed and I have a lot of energy I uh, do not allow myself any longer to go on Facebook at night and I just think it's important for all of us to step back and and really objectively look at how it's contributing to our life negatively or positively and then you just have to figure out what works for you and was and what doesn't work for you but you have to step back and go 
Do I feel better or do, do I feel worse after I scroll through my social media accounts? Um, so I have to say, though, if you are anxious right now, if with, with all of it that is going on in our world, if you are depressed, I really wholeheartedly believe that social media is not where you should be. Okay. I, I think it's a struggle for those of us who are in a good mental space. Okay, um, I don't think our kids should be on it. I think that they need to have very, very limited um, use on it. But that, that is a battle that I, you know, I, I, I can only start with myself. So I, unfortunately, I've lost that battle with my own children too. So, um, but if you are not in a good mental space, social media is not going to help you. It is only going to contribute to worsening it, in my opinion. So if you are right now experiencing a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, um, you know, if you're even, heaven forbid, you're having um, any kind of thoughts of taking your own life, please, 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 please don't go to social media. Please reach out to a real human being. Find other networks. Find other ways to connect with people. That is the best thing that you can do because putting yourself on social media is only going to decrease your mental state. It's not going to increase your mental state. If you are looking for connection, there is a lot of other avenues. Um, I, I find myself because I don't scroll on my friends on the wall on my wall as much anymore and see what my friends are doing. I find that I'm actually texting them and trying to reach out to them that way instead of finding out what's going on in their life via social media. So there's a lot of other avenues. There's a lot of help out there. And we um, really, really, really need to keep talking about this, especially for the sake of our children, because I have no idea what this is going to look like for them. If it's a battle for me, who did not grow up in that era, um, if it's a battle for you know us middle-aged um, women, and men, you know, I can only imagine the struggle that our, the generation that we raised is going to experience, and then the generation below that who experienced it at an even younger age. So I only see these numbers getting worse, unfortunately. So next week, what we're going to be discussing is we're actually going to start bringing in some adaptive measures that we can talk about when it comes to depression. I have a uh, what I call the four wheels that I like to when I approach depression and we're going to start looking at each one of those wheels and starting to talk about it. So I do hope that this episode helped you. I will post in the podcast notes some resources for you so that you can do your own research and and I, I really, really encourage you to just take a step backwards. Um, assess yourself while you're on your social media accounts. You know, limit yourself if that's what you need to. But really, awareness is our biggest key because uh, we can't we can't figure out anything if um, we don't if we don't know it. And I like to kind of compare that to if somebody has some food in their teeth. You know, um, I don't know it until I look in the mirror, right? Or unless somebody tells me. So if, um, if you don't know it, look in the mirror or ask your friends or family because I promise you they know it. And if they truly love you, they will give you the honest answer. If you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, please hang on. Please know you're not alone. Please, please, please find help. 
I will post um, resources for that in my podcast notes also. You can also find me on social media um, if you want to reach out that way. I encourage reaching out to other people using that as an avenue at least. Okay, but the the thing that I am wary about is going on and scrolling randomly um, and getting stuck into that loop. Thanks so much, you guys, for being here with me today, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Let's talk soon.